This is a podcast where anything goes. A real family doing life together and sharing the many lessons learned about marriage, parenting, family, boundaries, and living the simple life as a Christian. Join the Jones family with their grown children as they sit around the table to share their passion for marriage, family, and boundaries while providing inspiration, practical tips, and insight into a simple life that glorifies God. Whether you're a Christian or not, there will be takeaways to heat up your marriage, train up your children, and navigate this culture with more wisdom and perspective. Today's unpaid advertisement is for junk headbands. I'm the only one out of the crew who owns several. These perfectly stretchy, machine washable designer headbands come in hundreds of styles. I really haven't counted them though. They are a dry wicking blend of 89% polyester and 11% spandex. I own a black, gray, army, proud army mom, blue ombre, and the Baja grid. They range from $15 to $20, and I just want to encourage you to have fun browsing through the styles on junkbrands.com. All right, so I guess on this episode, we're kind of giving a little bit of a history of who we are, what our role is in this jam, and... All that stuff, right? We're giving a history or we're giving a current Overview. state? Okay. Yeah, current if you state. guys are listening, unless you're friends with us, you probably don't know who we are. So if your friends share this with you or if you, even if you know us from some walk of life, like maybe you go to CrossFit with us or maybe you go to church with us, but you still might not know what we do in our personal lives. There you Which go. Which is not much, Which but we'll I think share. you just summed it up right there. Thank you, Hannah. Why didn't you just start us? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> okay, I'll start. Go for it, Hannah. Well, the I'm Hannah. Of all of our children. Hi, I'm the oldest, Hannah. and I Hi, I, Hannah. Need, I Hi, need this family. Even though my dad is a spiritual leader of his home, and my husband is a spiritual leader of our home, I am the activity coordinator and manager else of the home, both homes. And I'm 25. She's the I director just of Get Crap Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at this house, yes. And I currently work for a company called Bonfire, and I get to work full time at home. And it's amazing because I get to cook and clean and take care of our lovely golden retriever, Sage, as he loves to play outside and tries to get me to go with him. And that's pretty much, I mean, we do CrossFit together at 4 o'clock, Jake and I, every day, besides Thursdays, because Thursdays is date night. 4 o'clock p.m.? Mm-hmm, 4 yeah. o'clock p.m., yeah, not 4 a.m. I don't ever I see 4 a.m. I wish it was 4 a.m. <laughs> the silence after you said that. But that's... That's pretty much my everyday life. Am I supposed to go next? Because yes. I'm your husband? Okay. I'm Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Jake. Hello. Hi, Jake. But you nice introduce yourself as Jacob, but no one calls you Jacob. I could really go by Jake. So I'm Hannah's husband. Um, I work for Brown Distributing on the convenience side of sales, um, which is fun, but also gets me home in time to spend a lot of time with Hannah and we also like she already mentioned we do crossfit together at four and we are currently checking out in between churches right now but we go to we're trying out heights church and we're gonna see how that works my name is hope i am currently 19 years old and i am a concierge at crossfit push and weight at crossfit push and weight on instagram um i am did I already say I go to John Tyler? No. I go to John Tyler. This is my first semester there. Um, 
Yeah. I I do CrossFit. It's your second semester. Second semester. Oh, second. Uh, sorry, I meant first year. Sorry, second the, semester. The first one didn't count because she only took like two classes. Okay. No. You know what? No. <laughs> she took four the first semester. She's and how old do you now. hope? She I already said, said that. Okay. I'm 19. How old are you, Jake? 27. Good. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. It's okay. How old are you, Hannah? I already said how old I am. I'm 25. Okay. All right, so I guess Madre is next, and I am going to be 50 this year. What's your name? Oh, Madre's name is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. (laughs) Hi, Madre. I'm not allowed to call you (laughs) Stacy. You have to call me Mom. You've been banned from that. So I spend most of my time working at Mercy Mall, and that is now a full-time job for me. And then I have a side hustle. I do professional organizing with Mesta Success, and that is a company that I started when we moved here. Um, we were homeschooling, and um, I just wanted to pursue something that I was really passionate about. So and that's just making lives um, easier for people at home that want an organized environment. And um, since homeschooling helped out in that area, I wanted to help others in all different seasons of life um, organize their life and home. So I do that, and then I do CrossFit at 7 a.m. So Mercy Mall, Mess of Success, and I've been married to my husband, who's getting ready to talk next, for going to be 30 years on June 6th. Ooh. Preach. I'm Jeff, uh, also known as Padre, Honey Bun, multiple names that we won't use on this podcast. Yeah. So I'll be 54 years old this year. Um, I sound like I'm 6'4 at 275, but I'm not. He's not a cage fighter, which I'm not might a be surprising to people. Uh, many think I look like one. I'm a CrossFitter, part-time, uh, non-competing old man who's sore most days. Uh, my full-time career, I actually work for the uh, big data world. Uh, I won't name the company, but... I work on a consulting side, helping out the logistics verticals and helping them understand how to utilize our data. And then I work from home. (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. We stick them out in the shed. Yeah, I work in my shed all day that I've converted into my man cave slash office, which is actually pretty cool. And he has his own urinal. Have my own urinal. That's have a, a big screen detail. TV. Mini fridge with energy air, drinks. Mini, yeah, have a mini fridge with energy drinks. Um, big couch. It's awesome. So I think that's it. I think that's what we do. We're um, obviously we're a family of believers. So we spend time in church. And as Stacy mentioned, uh, the ministry that we started out here in Virginia, Mercy Mall, uh, serve on the board for that ministry as well i think that's it right yep and we have two children that are not Not with us right now um one who is deployed in northern virginia yep tanner he Um, is 21 gonna be 22 march 28th and his twin identical twin brother tristan is in the fire academy in virginia beach yep both of them are army national guard uh, Tristan is a certified DOD firefighter, uh, and as Stacy mentioned, going through the fire academy for Virginia Beach, and then Tanner is a crew chief on a Black Hawk helicopter, 
um, which is the MOS that he found in the Army. And just um, very blessed. We have four amazing kids and an amazing son-in-law. Yes. He has to say that. Well, just in case somebody else from from another area listens to this podcast, we live in the Richmond, Virginia area in a suburb of a suburb called Powhatan. Our addresses. No, don't do it. (laughs) We just live in the suburb. You guys live in the suburb of our suburb. Right. Yes. We live like 25 minutes away. So if you think we're all neighbors and we live in some kind of cult on a piece of land, we don't yet. Not yet. But we might at some point. You mentioned that we were believers, but some people may not know what believers means well it's not the people who follow justin bieber i was literally about it's not to believers say it's not believers which actually beavers no bieber in german means beaver as in the animal just so you guys know that oh. what does well apparently justin bieber, bieber is a believer now oh. that's true so believer as in followers of christ so we all are christians um i we attend Stacy and I currently attend what you would call a Baptist church, yeah. but I don't necessarily consider myself a Baptist. I consider myself a follower of Jesus. So I don't associate myself necessarily with a denomination denomination. Correct. But I grew up Catholic. Right. And uh, became a in Protestant switch over in 2006. Yeah. And I grew up in a quote unquote, Baptist home, but never really went to church and started attending the Catholic Church and then became a believer in February of 2005. So I was already in my late 30s and um, just been amazing to see the difference that it has made in um, my life personally, but also in our marriage and in our parenting. Well, I think we should start off and just, let's just ask you guys how you met. Basically, we were set up on a blind date as a family lunch, if that makes sense. So Jake's sister-in-law and my mom had some email communication that involved them planning a lunch that I was not supposed to know was what it was, which was to meet Jake. He rescheduled the first time, and I did not want to go to the second time, but yet my parents told me to suck it up and that I was going to go anyway and so we went to the lunch and Jake and I sat across the table from each other and didn't say a word to each other then after that we got home and I felt really bad that I had made such a big deal out of not going to the lunch because I was like he wasn't that bad even though I don't really like <laughs> she married someone <laughs> not that bad <laughs> he wasn't too bad as far like from what I knew and so I apologized to my parents and I was just like just felt really bad for acting like a child. What was that quote you said a couple weeks ago? I didn't. I it's never not didn't that I like didn't you. like you. I just, I just didn't, didn't have any you. feelings about no, you. No, you said, I never didn't like you. I just didn't really want to know you. At that point, that's yes. That's, that's correct. so sweet to say to your husband. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I told them that, that I was sorry. And my mom said, okay, well, you need to just message him back on Instagram and say, that it was nice to meet him because he's probably leaving the situation going like this girl like hates me. Yep. And so I messaged him on Instagram and I said, it was nice to meet you. And that's all I said. And he took it that's as when I knew I was in, <laughs> <laughs> he took it as she likes me and we're in this thing. 
so he tried to message me back and forth and invite me to have a Saturday date with him and I said no and I gave him a date that was a month out and told him that um, we could do a family day that day so I was that's how we met I was also living in Virginia Beach at the time as a 24 year old so and you were living in Richmond so we really only had the weekends right to see each other that's why it was always Saturday first couple like the first couple of weeks after the lunch we only Instagram messaged it was a week Week. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of data, but <laughs> uh, like was, I've never checked Instagram, so I I never used Instagram, and the only reason why I messaged you before we met be- was because Derek made me. Like I was like I had no intention of like following you or messaging you on Instagram. I'm like I don't use Instagram, but and I was pretty ticked off that he messaged me. I got the follow and the message, and I was like. Okay, I already didn't want to go to this lunch, and now he thinks I'm excited about it, and so I sent some, like, sarcastic response back. But, of course, his profile was on private, so I couldn't follow him and stalk him like he was doing to me. So the, All those amazing all pictures those you have on yes. Instagram. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when, because um, I went through this process with Hannah, kind of, as getting, like, when she was getting to know Jake. She's still going through this process. Yeah, a little bit. Um, But Hannah... If, if y'all don't know her or if you do, she is so stubborn, like, all the time. So, I remember looking at her going, Hannah, you just gotta, like, just try it. Like, you might as well. Because at first, I was kind of on the same page as her. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, this guy is, like, he might be weird, you know? Do you see those sideburns? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's, all, that's the only picture I saw of him was, like, this, like, sideburn kid from Virginia Beach. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is not Hannah's type, you know? But it's okay. He's evolved. <laughs> I do CrossFit now. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I know my mom and sister are a little bit different than me in that way of, like, they're a little more, like, giddy, maybe, about boys and a little more excited giddy. about things. <laughs> giddy. <laughs> and I'm very <laughs> slow at trusting and not giddy. If you know girls, I'm not, like, a normal girl. No. Um, but in a lot of ways like that benefited me because i never had to put up with all the boy drama um and i think that was one of the biggest things that attracted me to you i said that right um was that you weren't like every other girl you weren't you didn't show off what you had you like guarded yourself well and you get what i'm saying yeah does anyone listen to get what i'm saying (laughs) I, i get what you're saying like she was She didn't she didn't feel like she needed to show herself off to like make you like her. Right. Yeah. Oh no, I'm like someone if someone's getting all this, they gotta work really all hard. All this, yes. <laughs> Amen, girl, get it. <laughs> but I also wanna give props to Jake because during like the vega- like very beginning of their dating process, he would come to my dance competitions <laughs> in Norfolk. Which I didn't even know that like was a thing. Oh, yeah. He would, like, come and, like, hang out in the hotel room with all of us. Just because he wanted to hang out with me. And, like, I don't know. Did you ever watch me dance, actually? Yeah, Just one. Okay, I think just just one. But I was, like, I was, like, man. Like, he just came to a whole dance competition just to see my sister. Dance competitions are crazy, man. So, good job. That was brave. (laughs) Thanks. I've got more of a deep question. Oh. And it's, and it's based on something that Hannah said. What were you afraid of 
because you knew you had already seen a picture of him. You already looked at him and said he doesn't look arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, there was he seems to love his family. You know, what what were you? Why the why did you put the distance between you and him? You know, what what was that? Well, to preface, when I was talking about not wanting to go to the lunch, like about a week before, and I found out about it, I burst into tears and bawled my eyes out about it because, like, it was like suddenly I had like PTSD from like a past relationship, and I thought I was getting into that again. And so the fear that I had was like, it was a fear of being loved but not feeling in love with somebody, like the fear that somebody would fall like head first for me or head over heels for me head first (laughs) head over heels for me and I would just be like oh well it's fine like because I think so this is getting like really deep but like I'm an Enneagram four and so for me like everything is very deep and so it takes almost a little bit more for me to feel like I it takes a little more for me to let myself feel deeply and so in the situation of like love for example like obviously I had love towards like my siblings and my parents and the dogs and my grandparents like all of that like there's love but then there's also being in love and so like it's a different like feeling and I was afraid that like it would take so much for me to get into that feeling that like I would never find that and so also the the things sorry I'll let you talk in just a second it's okay the things that like people would tell me constantly were like you're never gonna find what you're looking for your standards are too high you have like too strict of boundaries like basically that what I was wanting was not achievable so I was afraid that going into that that I would not ever find that and so I was afraid of getting into something and settling for something less than what I wanted that's good it's almost Mm. like the fear of like you not being able to love someone as much as they love you right so but to follow up with that it's not like that at all no (laughs) I mean I learned very quickly that I did have the capacity to fall deeply in love with somebody and it it's like it continues to get deeper every day which I'm like man I thought I already was a deep ocean but it keeps getting deeper so well I, I was just gonna say I think that what you were talking through there and what I'm hearing you say is yeah you had some apprehension going into it and fear going into it but when you coupled in there things like your your boundaries and your standards you know, I think looking back, you're able to say you kept your standards, you kept your boundaries, and you still fell deeply in love. Right. Yeah, when I was you know? 19, I made a list of all the things that I wanted in a husband, and I kept editing that list based on relationships I saw around me, and happy to say that Jake fit all of the list. Good job, Jake. Checked all the boxes. So here's a question for Jake. Mm. Jake. What what did you think about Hannah's boundaries? Yeah, so this is a fun question. <laughs> but so I've had a string of ho- bad relationships before Hannah, and so that was kind of like the season of not dating anyone for a while, and everyone was trying to like match me up with people. What was the question again? I already forgot. Oh, what, what was Hannah's boundaries? Yes. Okay. What did you think about Hannah's so boundaries? Like when we went out on our like our third first date i think it was or second first yeah, date it was our third first date third first date that's when the boundaries got brought up and i had like been racking my brain because like i went into the dinner and like i was talking about how i wanted to read the bible with her every day 
um, or at least talk about it, um, pray over her every day and like talk on the phone. And then like it got to like the physical part and I was just like, I'd be okay with like kissing. And then she's <laughs> like, no, I'm not kissing anybody until my wedding day. And so like that definitely like definitely hit me <laughs> in the gut. Cause I was never, she's like, oh, darn. I was like, <laughs> I, I left that night thinking like, okay, like that's fine. Like I can do that. Like, but I'm not thinking like we were going to get married, but like, I'm not going to try to push myself onto you or like at all. And like, I went home, I went back to uh, Derek's house and like, I told him the boundary, like that boundary. And I was like, that won't be a problem. <laughs> like, I mean, sure enough, like, um, like just the closer we got, the, the harder it definitely became, but also the more passionate I was about protecting, protecting those boundaries. Yeah. I mean, you have a boundary that's like that extreme it's almost like you can't push the boundary because everyone knows when your boundaries are gray then it's hard to like follow them and have accountability but when your boundaries are so black and white like i'm not going to kiss you till i get married then if anyone saw you kissing or if you kissed each other it's like your accountability partner that's your boyfriend at the time or your fiance or whatever you've now let down so like there's like no way to like push that well i think that there's two thoughts that come to mind. One is, you know, the conversation on boundaries is something that we've had for years with you guys as our kids. But I think that a lot of people never have those conversations. Part of it's because it's just not the dialogue that young people are really invested in because society's telling them, as long as you don't go so far, or as long as you don't have this happen, and in some segments of society, it's okay for everything to happen. It's just like you got to figure out who you want to be with. Mm-hmm. The other part, though, this is just that whole fact of when you have such strict boundaries, there is no gray. Right. You know. You know. As I'm listening to you guys, there is that realization that says when you say, "I'm not going to kiss anybody until I get married," and Jake goes, "Okay, I can do that," but if six months into it you kissed him there also becomes a point from that other person's perspective that goes well wait a minute she said she's not going to kiss anybody until but she gave in on that and what else has she really got a boundary for Hmm. like that boundary goes from being a huge brick and steel wall to sand yeah sand or a thorn bush you know it might hurt to get through a little bit, but you can still get through it easier. I commend you guys. I think that it makes it a stronger foundation because you don't need to look back. You don't have to look back and question. But I also think that the apple pie in the window tastes better than the one that's free for everybody to get a hold of. That's probably not the best analogy. No, I, I actually was going there with you. That's good, The Daddy. apple pie in the window of the bakery shop. Yeah, yeah. Is it much more valuable the than the one that everyone's had Absolutely. a piece of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my life motto now. Be the apple pie in the window. I like that. I've been giving out new Instagram bio. Top 11 alternatives to alcohol. Number one, kombucha. Number two, virgin Moscow mule. Number three is a mixed drink with cranberry juice, LaCroix, and lime. Number four, ginger beer. Extra spicy. Number five, shots of apple cider, ginger, wheatgrass, or lemon juice. Number six, sparkling cider. Number seven, 
Toast Non-Alcoholic Rosé. Number eight is Karma Probiotic Water. Number nine, Lemon Perfect Water. Number ten, Liquid IV. Number eleven, Rowdy. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you liked what you heard, leave a review. We'll see you next time on the Saturday Morning Crew.